It's Tom again for the Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes Ted Fatel of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSC Radio representative the Baby Boomers. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And the Millennial Man is Jared Fatel of Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan and Fat Stack Sports. The show is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio and is a Sportsnet Michigan production recorded at the Z92.5 Castle Mid-Michigan Studios. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other big podcast hosting sites. Comments and suggestions can be sent via social media at 3PointPod or by email to 3PointPod at gmail.com. The fellows will get it rolling right after this. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our community. They're not tied into an out-of-state corporation or their board of directors. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. With unique service to represent unique lives in mid-Michigan, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. The business started in 1880 and continues the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234. Get ready. Sheridan Realty and Auction has three featured properties selling August 19th. The Clinton Township property features a well-maintained three-story building with atrium near I-94. The Allen Park property features a multi-use three-story classroom building near major interstates. And the Flint property's eight contemporary buildings feature modern offices, classrooms, laboratories, and more. These properties will sell at online auction August 19th. Call or visit SheridanAuctionService.com for more information. Welcome to the Three Point Podcast Bubble, episode 127. Our pod partners include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. I'm Ted, Matt's back home in Carolina, and Jared is also on the phone tonight. The working man has been out there just laying the sod and throwing the rocks. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing good. I, it sounded like you said that kind of, I don't know, like you were looking down upon me almost, the way you said that. Absolutely not. I would never look down on a working man. <laughs> That's good, because I know what you're normally doing uh, right around right around uh, during the workday is watching Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> I haven't got back into that in a while. i got some other shows I'll talk about later that I am into, but uh, Game of Thrones is on hold temporarily. But uh, So here's something I've been debating. So, as you guys know, my brother recently moved down to Arizona. Yeah. And basically, I was talking to him, and this place sounds like basically heaven on earth. You know, there's girls everywhere. It's The weather's beautiful. The golf courses are pristine. So, I'm very much debating a trip down there. 
but you know with the COVID thing that's basically like the hot spot for COVID is pretty much Arizona they've already delayed their schools about a month so I don't know if I'm if that's idiotic or not it would be within a month it was probably when I'd be going well first uh, just my general uh, opinion on that Matt can definitely weigh in here but I try to wait a little bit longer when the weather gets cooler because this could be awful hot there isn't it yeah, yeah it's I mean, about 120 degrees according about, to what i heard 120 <laughs> 120 even though you always hear about arizona heat you know being dry heat that 120 is 120 exactly right? i mean i was i was gonna say like you know there's a lot of good golf courses and stuff in arizona so you could take the club i don't know if you want to be out walking 18 and 120 degrees Jeez. <laughs> the, and that's about here's another positive let me know if this will swing i mean i, I experienced this at ted's uh on the fourth of july when he had no way to keep the mosquitoes away there's absolutely zero mosquitoes they can't survive above 100 degree heat so that's another positive that's a that bonus that is, forward to. that is a bonus and i guess you've been saving up on the mosquito comment that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well am i wrong though is there a worst is there a worst freaking pest oh that no you can think of I, other than a mosquito i see no use for them at all i guess they feed birds and whatnot but uh, what is their role on this earth that's for sure no they really they really take like a decent evening, you know, if you're going to have a little get together and they make it almost like you can't even be outside. I know. I mean, like when, when we were up in Ludington uh, a couple weeks ago now, the mosquitoes, they weren't like terrible, but they were bad enough to where like even sitting around the campfire, people are like swatting their legs constantly, even though you're, you're spraying the, the repellent on or whatever that only, only does so much. And yeah, other than being like a little bit of food, for some animals like frogs and snakes or whatever there's no purpose for them on this earth what are they doing i will say this they are they kind of drew the short end of the stick when you really think about it the only way they can survive is by drinking human blood which is like the apex predator in the entire world and we absolutely hate them and we kill them every time we see them so they're kind of screwed just like deer where they're basically their whole existence is just to feed us and so we can hunt them for sport <laughs> so i can i can kind of admire like how they're sort of brave in the fact that they they're just going to go at you they know they're probably going to die almost like a kamikaze or something but they're still going to do it anyway so i, I in that sense i kind of like them uh, you do have to respect them for that there's no question about that uh, well i wonder what the average life of a mosquito is i mean we could certainly look it up i'm guessing probably two or three days <laughs> i was gonna say we could figure it out pretty quick but probably depends on where they live i mean like do they have to live on human blood or is it just like blood in general? I mean, why why couldn't they just live out in the forest and go after squirrels and deer and stuff like that? Why? I mean, maybe it, is it human blood? It has to be. I don't think so, but that's a good question again. Well, this is what I think is probably. Well, they live for seven days. Seven days. Uh, this is if I was a mosquito, do I want to go drink the blood of a deer that's just been eating vegetables, or do I want to go to? You know, I go out to Ted's Barbecue where I can go right to Ted's arm and it's just straight beer, sugar, uh, hot dogs. Like, I think that's probably what has to do with it a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I am prime mosquito bait. There ain't no question about it. (laughs) (laughs) They see see us and it's like, they're white whales. Like, these guys, we need need their blood. So, So, going back to your Arizona question or comment, so what what is the mindset? Are you thinking you're going to go within the next month? I'm thinking it might, I might push it back to, like, October or so. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, a little bit cooler. Um, hopefully the COVID, everything will die down at least a little bit. It doesn't seem like it's going to, you know, I mean, obviously, we can just talk about we'll get to the sports, but everything's yeah. basically getting shut down right now. Yeah. It's, so, I don't know. 
it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, it's on the docket. I've always wanted to go there. I've always wanted to go to Vegas. So that would also be on the trip as well. Well, it sounds like it'll be a sweet trip when you do get it all put together. And what the heck, you'll have to call in uh, and we'll do the podcast. We'll have you remote out in Arizona. That sounds like a great plan. I, I've got to wonder, is are these plans coming? Because wasn't this coming up weekend supposed to be Faster Horses? So are, you, are you a little depressed about that? <sighs> Well, thanks for bringing it up, number one. <laughs> and two, and like, it's, it, it really is, like, I didn't even re- – that was basically what I, my whole summer was built would build up to. So it's, it's very depressing that I'm not going to be able to go this year, especially when the lineup was as loaded as it was this year. But it's just one of those things. I'm gl- The one thing I am glad about is that I don't have the post-faster horses depression. Because when, whenever I would come back, it's like a week where you're just in a funk, where you just kind of are just sick of life. It's like the ultimate Sunday scaries. You just you hate life. It's kind of what we go through. I know my wife's a huge football fan. When the Super Bowl ends, there's a little depression that sets in for that week. You know what I mean? No more football. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that I, we kind of dealt with that this week. I mean, we were back in Michigan for almost two weeks. And, you know, like we recorded the pod in studio last week. And, yeah, when we got back, I mean, we had to kind of, like, go back to work. I'm still working from home. But, you know, my wife had to go back into the office and everything. And it is a little bit like, yeah, you're – I mean, you had a great time on vacation. You have a great time at Faster Horses. So you got all those memories. But, yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, they say, like, you take a vacation to recharge. Yeah. You need, like, a vacation after vacation to get back into, like, your routine and stuff because – it is almost a little depressing when you get back to it. There's a lot of truth to that, without a doubt. And, you know, here in this opening segment where we play catch-up, i got to tell you guys, you know, Jared brought up the COVID situation and especially what's going on in Arizona and a few of the other states. Had my own little uh, scare this last week. I'll fill you in a little bit. My wife, last weekend, started to have a sore throat, was coughing, was really tired, you know, and we're, we're discussing it, and I'm thinking, nah, it's just a cold, it's just a cold. Well, you know, it, it lingered on for a day or so, so she decided to call the doctor, and they said, well, you got symptoms, so we're going to order you up a test. So she had a test uh, actually yesterday, and, and to kind of set the stage for this, we have a big family get-together at Black Lake coming up next weekend. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, it's going to come back positive, and then I'm going to have to be on a two-week quarantine with my wife. <laughs> And, you know, I thought about that before. I thought, geez, she could, uh, she could have some serious problems here. But the good news is, on the long story I just set up, she just got the results today. She had the test yesterday, got the results today, negative. So we're good to go. Okay. Uh, the way I hear that, I, I feel like you're lying about, first off, glad that uh, she's okay. Second off, you almost had the per. you should almost be a little bit upset because you had, you had your life made. One, you're not even sick. Two, you get to just sit inside, watch Netflix, play video games, uh, sit on the patio, go on the boat for basically two weeks without getting blamed about going to work or anything. No guilt about missing work. That's awesome. You, you know, just missed out on that. Yeah, and you know, don't think that didn't cross my mind, too. You're right on. <laughs> There's no doubt. Unless she did have it and pass it on to Ted, and then you started getting the symptoms, too. Yeah, well, that's a little bit scary. It really is. Right. But one nice thing, Jared can vouch for this. I mean, at my house, I can completely, completely isolate myself in my basement. I got everything I need. I got a bathroom down there. I've got a large screen TV down there. I got my office area down there. The only thing I don't have is I'd have to just kind of text her and say, hey, go in the back bedroom while I go to the refrigerator. <laughs> then you can come back out. 
Just throw, throw some food, throw some drinks down the stairs. We'll be good. Absolutely. Well, we'll get going into some sports. Before we get to that, I just want to tell you about our great friends at Advanced Elevator Company. They have the best trained professional field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators in the entire Midwest. Centrally located in the heart of Owasso, a proud member of the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce since 2000, an area business leader, and a longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools. Education is facing a whole new world with the COVID-19 pandemic. In normal times, there are tons of reasons why nearly 40% of Shiawassee County families choose Corona. Families choose Corona because our athletic program and high school are ranked as the best in the county by Nietzsche.com and U.S. News & World Report, respectively. Families choose Corona because of the relationships our staff has with our students and families. Families choose Corona because of our World Championship Odyssey the Mind program or our award-winning band, FFA, co-op, or other career-related classes like mechatronics or construction trades. Still others like our low elementary class sizes and the paraprofessional support our students get or the social-emotional support for all of our students. Finally, I believe families choose Corona because they trust us. And with COVID-19 pandemic, trust is probably the most important trait you can consider when thinking about what school district is right for your child. Here at Corona Public Schools, you can trust we are working hard to implement an educational plan that will work for every student and all families as the start of the 2021 school year gets nearer. Regardless of what phase our state is in, I can promise you this, any plan we implement will be based on the following cornerstones. Our staff loves our students like they're our own. We will do everything we can to keep your child safe. We will do everything we can within the law to provide normal school experiences like field trips or recess. And finally, we will do everything we can to challenge your child academically and provide emotional and social support. This is Corona Public Schools Superintendent John Fattel, and I guess when you get right to it, there's lots of reasons why people choose and trust Corona Public Schools. Remember, young or old, it's great to be gold. Call 989-743-6338 to set up a tour and find out for yourself why Corona is the right fit for your child. Well, fellas, uh, in sports news, I mean, we do have Major League Baseball. Looks like it's going to come back uh, about, I think, about a week or so away from the opening of baseball without fans, of course. And the NBA bubble, that's been the big news. And, Jared, I think you were right on in your prediction uh, some of the players are strained. They're narking on each other. What's going on there in Orlando? Well, I'm basically hearing that there. Although there are a lot of negatives, I was I was actually listening to a Kemba Walker interview where he was basically saying that it's almost like a breath of fresh air, where for once he can kind of walk around an area and not be like hounded. Same thing with like LeBron. Same thing with all those other guys. Where that is one positive that they have. Mm -hmm. But basically, what I heard is basically a lot of the writers and the and like the media that had to go there. As soon as they got there, they had to stay in their hotel room other than to get tested for COVID every day for two weeks, which just sounds like hell on earth. Imagine being in a hotel room for two weeks by yourself. It's beautiful outside. You're in Orlando. You have to stay in your hotel room the whole time. Wow. I mean, some, of those, some of those hotels, though, they're pretty nice. I know we talked about the Rajon Rondo uh, tweeting out the picture of his room. But, you know, yeah, you don't want to be stuck in a hotel room for two weeks. I'm sure they were able – I mean, I would assume they were able to, like, go to the fitness center or something like that in their hotel building. But I don't like what you were saying. I mean, a lot of the players at first, you know, were saying, you know, there were the pictures of the food and some of the other stuff maybe knocking it a little bit. But now, yeah, a lot of players are talking about this is actually great. They're getting to walk around. The weather's great. They're just getting to play ball. You know, they're back with their teammates. There is all the other stuff like the video games and the, the spa treatments and all that other stuff. And like Mo Wagner, the former Michigan player, he's down there. He said it's basically a basketball paradise. Yeah. I mean, you're just. 
you're just there to play basketball. You're there to hoop. You got your buddies with you. You know, you do have food. He even said, he said the food isn't what they're normally accustomed to, you know, at, you know, when they're traveling and stuff like that on the road, but it's good food. They got all the like games and they got like the DJ area and all that stuff. And like for right now, they're probably all kind of loving it. It's kind of like a two week quick little vacation. We'll see how it is like in two months, but it doesn't sound that bad to me. What are you guys expecting for the actual brand of basketball? You think we're going to see pretty close to what it would be in a normal NBA season? You think we're going to see any kind of drop-off, or you think we're going to see maybe better ball, I guess? I don't know. Well, there's so many players on these teams that have already dropped out. I mean, Zion Williamson, Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo, which is like, uh, I don't remember with the injury, but he's out for the rest of the year. Like Gordon Hayward's going to be leaving midway through the bubble to see like his daughter's birth or whatever. So it's like there's so many things that like I feel like it's the players – the lack of like talent is going to be the biggest thing, but I think that they're going to be, they might even be more locked in. Like you said, where it's a basketball paradise where there's no distract, no strip clubs. There's no this or that where they can literally just focus on basketball. And they know that they only have to focus for like three months, whereas like a whole NBA season, they're going to have to, you know, focus for basically a whole year. They can, they know they can buckle down for three months. And I think that for those reasons, I think it's honestly going to be basically the same level of basketball being played. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, Zion, I saw he left, but he's supposed to come back. Like he had a, mm-hmm. it was a family matter or something like that. So yeah. he left. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to have to be quarantined or something because he did leave the bubble. So yeah, I don't know if he's going to have to be quarantined or something when he comes back. But yeah, that that's when it would be like maybe the play would drop if all of a sudden Harden, obviously like LeBron, Giannis, some of these guys either they have to leave for some reason or if they do get to COVID or whatever, that's when it would drop. Otherwise, I think these guys like they basically didn't get they got like their season taken away from them for three months especially like the lakers or the bucks you know these teams that were like title favorites i think they're going to be out there once things kind of get back you know they're going to have some rust you know the first few games are going to be maybe a little sloppy or whatever once the playoffs hit i think it's going to be just as intense as it ever was as long as there's no yeah like lebron all of a sudden isn't playing or stuff like that as long as none of that happens i think it's probably going to be and as fans I mean, I, I can't wait to watch. I'm actually, like, I was going to mention when you brought up baseball, at first, you know, I, the Tigers kind of suck. I, I've fallen off a little bit with baseball over the last couple of years. I, I'm actually, like, a little excited even to watch baseball. I mean, like, yeah. I just want something to come back. Especially if the Tigers do play the kids, you know. I mean, let's see what they can do in a short season here. Maybe they can be competitive for a while, you know, maybe. I, hate how, I don't like how you guys keep saying that. If they're not ready, they're not ready. You just want to throw them out there like a like basically like a rookie quarterback and just have them get destroy their confidence. Like that makes no sense. Hey, I look at it the other way. I look at it like, what do they got to lose? I mean, I would think they'd have a mindset. And these guys, these high draft choices, especially the ones that played some college ball, what do they have to lose? I mean, you think they're automatically going to get shut down and lose their com? Well, I mean, they're they're coming up with no expectations. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. I mean, think like a Ryan or somebody like that, like just a guy with tons of talent, and then they just throw him right in a bad situation like the Tigers are. We know it's not a very good program as of now, and you just throw him right out in the lineup. Like, give them a couple years to learn and, like, get their bearings about them before you throw They're, like, 20 years old. They're really young. Yeah. Like my age. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the Ryan Leaf, I, like a starting quarterback or maybe a starting pitcher, I would maybe wait. Like, if, it was, if it's a 19, 20-year-old kid, you know, maybe not a starting pitcher, but, like, this Riley Green kid who you keep seeing all these highlights of for the Tigers, he's only 19. Yep. But, I mean, he's making diving catches. He's hitting home runs. 
the Tigers are going to stink anyway. I mean, why not play him even if it is just like spot duty in left or center field or something like that? Get him a little experience. It's already a shortened season. I mean, most likely the Tigers aren't going to be in the playoff hunt. I mean, go ahead and get him some reps. It's not going to, like, completely ruin his confidence to where all of a sudden he's going to be out of the game. I mean, I guess you never know what's going to happen. But, I like, a starting pitcher might be different. I can see waiting on a starting pitcher. Some of these position players, though, I mean, if, if they can play, go get them some reps. That's, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah, I, maybe I wouldn't throw him right in there as a starter and expect a lot out of him, but you, you said it perfectly. Get him some spot play, you know, Get let him see some big league pitching. You know, a lot of times it's a, a lot of the players say, when you get to the big leagues and you're playing on those kind of fields, it's actually a little bit easier than if you're in the minor leagues. Yeah, and the other thing is, too, like speaking of minor leagues, minor league season is canceled. So, I mean, like, I mean, these guys, I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure they'll, like, be able to practice with the team right. if they're not on the everyday roster. But, you know, I don't know those kind of rules right now with no minor league season. But otherwise, what, are you just going to, like, kind of throw away the summer for some of these kids? All they're going to do is take BP every morning. I mean, at some point, you know, get them up and get them some actual reps. Otherwise, you're almost, yeah, like throwing away a whole summer of right. development for them. Here's the thing about the MLB. I've been seeing tweets like, uh, we know Tony, or Tony Dombrowski. We had him on as guest. Great guest. Mm-hmm. He's tweeting how, you know, he's basically like live tweeting these intramural Tigers scrimmages <laughs> that are on Fox Sports Detroit. I mean, I, I want sports back, but at what cost? I mean, I'm never going to watch that. I feel like people who watch that, like, just don't watch that. Are you kidding me? There's enough entertainment out there nowadays. It's not 1973, like when Ted was growing up and they were watching Queen concerts and you can't even see. <laughs> like, there's enough stuff to watch. You don't have to watch a, uh, the worst team in the MLB have an inner squad scrimmage. Yeah, you're right about that. There is a whole lot different selection to see on uh, on entertainment for sure. Hey, by the way, did you get your golf clubs yet? I did. I got them. I actually went and picked them up on Monday, but I've literally been, like I, like you said, the working man, yep. even though you said it kind of sarcastically. Uh, you read it I sarcastic. I haven't had the chance to even go to the range yet. Okay. So, You're taking, are you taking the sticks up north next week? I, that I, I will be taking the sticks up north. Uh, it's a bit. It's a big – now that I got the clubs, I didn't – like, I'm playing so well right now. And I, why do we always talk about my golf game? I don't know. Well, I was going to lead into something else. That's all. All right. Well, I'll, just, I'll keep it quick then because I know no one really cares. Right. But my golf, I'm playing the best golf of my life right now, and I just made a big-time club switch, which is going to take me like a month to get adjusted to. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of I'm kind of dreading it. <laughs> yeah, it's a learning curve. No we'll see. But maybe you'll hit it better. Maybe you'll hit it better. Why do you make me look like a jackass leading me into that and then just, act, <laughs> then just having a response like that? Both of you guys. Like, what the hell? Well, I was, I was just thinking maybe this goes with your theory of why bring the kids up and ruin their confidence. <laughs> Why in what are we mid July? Go ahead and do a club switch now. I mean, I know you've got these these brand new clubs, legit clubs. Don't want them just to like sit in the garage and collect dust for the rest of the summer. But you're gonna go out and you're playing the best golf of your life. You're gonna ruin the confidence for the rest of the summer. You know, you're not the first person to tell me that. You're actually the third person to tell me that I should just wait until next season. But I don't know. I mean, it's tough when you got thousand dollar clubs sitting in the garage, just leave them in there, collecting dust. Maybe not play a money game with the new clubs. You know, use them sometime. But if you're playing for dough, aren't you going to want to stay with what you're hot with? Yep, that's that's right. I think that that's another great point. But like I said, I just I mean, you're looking at these nice clubs. Right. How do you take them out of your bag? How I do you know. do it? You're right. Well, well, speaking uh, of golf, you know, we are here in the sports segment of Three Point Podcast, and golf's one of the sports that came back strong. Yeah, they they miss the galleries, but really. 
for your viewing on TV, it's not not a whole lot different. And this weekend, Tiger's making his return. Kind of excited about that. Yeah, I watched. I saw some clips. I, I wasn't watching live, but I saw some clips on Twitter of him playing. He had, I think he ended up minus one for today, so mm-hmm. played pretty well. He hadn't played in a couple months, so you know he usually has to shake some rust off, like most guys do. But yeah, I mean, it, it's something about seeing these dudes. I I do still miss the gallery, though. I, I know you can get by it in golf. You know, you just want to watch these guys hit some like amazing golf shots. But it, it's something about seeing like a nice putt, a, a nice chip, an awesome drive, and still it's just like silent. That it, you know, usually you got a, a little bit of roar, you got you know some clapping, mm-hmm. cheering. I, I don't know, like maybe like golf is a little different because it is kind of like the gentleman's game. You know, the golf clap, it's a little quieter. But I, th- I think we talked about it before. The first major that happens, if it goes down to the wire and there's some actual drama, that's when I think it's g- it's going to miss something. There's going to be something missing. I don't. I see. I kind of almost go the opposite way. I, we we remember the match, and you know, with Phil and Tiger and and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and you could still feel like there was some tension there. Like when Tom Brady was hitting, and you have the announcers watching, and we've all played golf before. That's probably the reason why we love it is because it could be just you and your buddies. But if you have a ten footer you know, for money or for whatever, for bragging rights, like, you're getting nervous. Yep. Like, that's one of the only areas in life where I feel like I still, you still kind of get that feeling. So I think that golf's always going to have that, whereas, like, basketball, it might lose it a little bit because basketball's a sport, golf's a sport where one bad shot can screw you over. Football's like that, too, where one bad pass, you throw an interception, the whole game flips. Whereas, like, basketball, you can always kind of, like, make it back. That's why I was never really nervous for a basketball game. I feel like that's kind of why it might fall off a little bit basketball but yeah but i, I mean golf will have that there's nothing to be nervous about when you're on the bench but that that's another story yeah okay we'll go there hey we're, well, I got, they were weren't they? when i was a sophomore yes you're, you're they were oh and seven oh and 17 to be correct that's actually like that's, that's really impressive i feel like we haven't talked about that enough oh and seven oh and 17's harder to, to do than Going 9-0 and in football, I feel like. You know, what's a sad story about that. We went 0-17, and our 17th game was against the league champion, and we ended up losing by two on their court. So, just goes to show you. We're so, it, so, they must have just been absolutely screwing around. Oh, they had to be They had to be looking past us, without a doubt. <laughs> hey, I got, a, I got a question for you guys that we're getting into here uh, while we're still on the sports topic and it's about sports radio. That's what we call a little tease. Before we get to that, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast, they're open for dine-in service again, full menu, specialized in pub sandwiches, one of our favorite places to go here in mid-Michigan. Also, the coronaconnection.com. They know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at coronaconnection.com, and they salute the class of 2020. And also, Advanced Elevator Company, while they feature top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators, an area business leader, and a long-time huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools. Now, you guys follow Twitter, and I know you you follow 97.1 out of Detroit and Valenti, and uh, his, uh, his partner there, Mike Sullivan, made some big announcement that he's leaving, and it uh, I guess it lit up the Twitter world. And my question to you guys, sports talk radio, it's been around since, you know, back in the 80s. In fact, when I started, in radio in 85, 87, I started a sports talk show. And that's really when sports talk radio really started in that era. 
And what do you guys think of this? Is sports radio on uh, terrestrial, you know, on terrestrial airwaves? Is it dying? Is are people really now just really getting their sports fix right here, like with us on a podcast? I think there's still value locally uh, for a really good sports talk radio show. I mean, like I know in Detroit, Valenti actually has a pretty solid following, and I think the biggest news. A little sidetrack. The biggest news, Asoli leaving the show was big news, mm-hmm. but the biggest news was Valenti getting the new co-host, uh, Rico Beard. Yeah, that surprised me a little uh, bit. Been a big like columnist and reporter and stuff like that for Michigan State and a bunch of like newspapers and all that other stuff um, uh, in Mid Michigan. So that was the big news. I feel like him getting another co-host and and people were pretty mad because it seems like that's going to be a pretty pro Michigan State show now. But. <laughs> um, to answer your question, I think there's still value like locally for a good local sports talk radio show where you can you feel like you can call in, you can talk sports with the host and stuff like that because, you know, most of the time I do think, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, it's going away a little bit because of podcasts, because of all the TV shows, because of just all the other the Twitter stuff, because of social media. It, it has gone away a little bit, but I think locally there's still value for a good, solid sports talk radio show. I think, though, because when I was in Grand Rapids, I listened to 96.1 all the time, which is basically like the ESPN affiliate out there. And it's, it's no it's no Mike Volani show. I, you guys know I love Mike Volani. And if I was in Detroit, I would listen to his show all the time. I think there is something to be said like about a show that's like you're only talking about Detroit sports, which is, is kind of a rarity. You, we, no one ever talks about Detroit on SportsCenter, ESPN, any of those shows. They, they just don't talk about Detroit. One, because the teams aren't very good. Two, because it's just not that, like, it's not, you know, New York or whatever. So that's why I think that there's always going to be a place for, like, what Matt said, the local team, the local radio, like there is in Detroit. Maybe in the, maybe what I mean to get at, instead of dying completely, but not a lot of competition. You know, like, one of the original ones in Detroit, WDFN, that was on the AM dial, but uh, they started Sports Talk in Detroit. 97.1 really took over. I think what we're going to see and I agree with what you both are saying as far as if you're in a big market like Detroit, you want to hear Detroit talk. You want to hear the passionate fans that they have down there and around the state. And Grand Rapids is also a big enough market where they can support at least one good, solid, all-sports station. And if you can do it with the talent, local talent like Detroit Valenti out of Detroit, but I find a lot of these stations, you know, they'll go more network. They'll run a three-hour block with Rome or Dan Patrick, and not they might lose a little bit of the local flavor, which is really what I think fans want to get into, especially if it's yeah. sports talk. No, I, yeah, I think so, too. And that's why, like, I work on, we've talked about it a bunch before, but I work on the, the Paul Feinbaum show, and that's why I think he still has such a big following, you know, mostly in the South. Mm-hmm. Because he came from Alabama, he went to Tennessee, so he has that strong SEC, you know, South following, and that's what he does. I mean, those the callers call in and they feel like they have a voice on the show. He lets them talk. You know, he he's he's very good at what he does because he gives these people a platform. They feel like they can call in and they're like truly a part of the show. And I think that's where the value comes in. I, I don't listen. I listen to like clips of Valenti, but I've heard some feedback that he's not necessarily the best when it comes to his callers like if they don't agree with him he kind of cuts them off or he doesn't really give them a chance to really voice their opinion and i think that's where the value comes in because right if you're listening to rome if you're listening to dan patrick or some of these rich eisen some of these other shows you might not necessarily have a chance to call in and talk about the detroit tigers prospects coming up but if there's a solid strong local show 
that you feel like you know they're talking about the Tigers and you can call in and voice some opinions and stuff like that, I do think there's there's value there still. I mean, it, it sucks because because of the money, you know, they don't get the advertising like they used to. But you know, I, I think if you got to have a strong host, though, you have to have a host that can really keep the conversations going and and really like drive the engagement with the fans. I think that's a big part. Yeah. Do you, what do you guys think about when you get the host? You can almost tell when they when they start their show or get a topic going that they've already had a meeting saying hey you take one side of the coin you take the other side of the coin and it's kind of seems to me like sometimes it's a manufactured discussion instead of natural that's exactly why i'm a little bit worried about the valenti show right now because he always kind of told it how it was with michigan say i know a lot of people say like he always he hates michigan no i think he he hates michigan he's he's kind of like me a little bit where he'll be the first one to shit on michigan mm-hmm. like he'll be the first one to shit on michigan state because he's a state fan but now that you, that's what you're talking about like with the Stephen a smith the max kellerman where as soon as you bring another guy in there yep. you can't just be agreeing on and that's what a lot of people complained about with Sully is that he always just agreed with with uh, Valeni. But that's kind of what I liked about Valeni was that he was he he was good enough to just run a show by himself, and he could talk about whatever he wanted, and he could pick whatever side he wanted. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens down there in Detroit with uh, with the switchover. I think they start in a couple weeks, but uh, just I thought that was interesting. It, it was on my mind since WDFN switched over from all sports, you know, to uh, I think urban radio, and you know, just it was sad to see just because of the fact they were the original that I really listened to a lot. Well, I got some some news. Let's get into some news and some entertainment here at the last portion of the program. But I want to tell you about uh, Sheridan Auction Service. Check them out at SheridanAuctionService.com for upcoming auctions they have all kinds of great stuff that you can get some good deals on congratulations to troy crow been voted the area's best auctioneer by argus press voters and nelson house funeral homes their number one goal is to serve families in our community the top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors being there when you need them the most i can personally tell you they are the best in the business for more details see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com nelson-house.com well you know the big topic guys is uh, is COVID, obviously. It goes on and on and on. I want to make a correction. Uh, one of our listeners pointed out last week I might have misspoke. In fact, I know I misspoke when I said that we've had uh, 3 million deaths in this country, and that was definitely off the mark. I think it was, I think it was 3 million totally COVID uh, diagnoses, but uh, I appreciate it being pointed out. But we still got it going on. Just, I don't know if you caught it, Matt, here locally in Lansing. You know, we've had this discussion about masks. We all believe we should just, everybody should just suck it up and wear masks so we can get rid of this damn thing. And just uh, this week in Lansing, just down the road from where I work at a quality dairy, a guy goes in the store without a mask, about a 45-year-old guy, a 77-year-old man like me, I'm not quite that old, but wearing a mask, is standing there. They're getting donuts and coffee, and the, the girl behind the counter said to the guy without the mask, hey, man. It's a, it's a state law. you got to have a mask on. And he got a little belligerent. He said, I'll just serve myself coffee and grab a donut and get out of here. Well, the old man, and we talked about this too. It, there's no sense getting into a confrontation. But he, the old man spoke up. The guy without the mask didn't like it, so he stabbed him in the neck, nearly killed him. The other guy went back to work, sat down on his computer, sent an email out to his boss saying, I'm not feeling so good. I'm heading home. Cops found him. He came out of the car. It was on national news yesterday. Clear as can be, he, had, he went to attack a cop, and the cop had to shoot him dead. Now, all over a mask, guys. I mean, isn't this a little bit crazy? I mean, I'm not going to confront anybody, but I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to wear a mask. That's all there is to it. 
thoughts? It, it, <laughs> yeah, we've we've talked about it a lot, and it's it's getting to the point where it is one of those things. Like, man, how much are we going to talk about it? But like you said, it's it's the current issue. I mean, just, not just the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, but the mask issue seems to be the biggest topic when it comes to this virus. And like we've said multiple times, people are going to fall on one side of the aisle and have their own beliefs, and that's fine. That's their right. But right now, it just seems like it just seems really selfish not to wear your mask. And if, like the the clerk at the store said, it's a it's you know the state has mandated you have to wear a mask. So she's not trying to like press the issue on him. She's just trying to do her job. You know, I, I don't know what the old man said to him. I don't know if he was out of line. But, right, I, I think it's coming to that point where people are just like, it's not even worth confronting anyone who doesn't have a mask because if it's going to gonna come to that over a mask, I mean, what, what the hell is the point? Now, I mean, one guy's dead, the other guy is severely injured. I mean, yeah. what's the point? I mean, we all should be working together trying to get past this thing, right? Not trying, like, getting fights over masks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just very odd. National news. That's what I don't, it's like, why? Imagine, like, it, the fact of wearing a mask for five minutes while you're in the store or the gas station just throws your whole day for a loop. I know. Like, I just, I don't understand how somebody's brain can be wired that way. I, and maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Well, I think we're all, all three of us are on that same boat here. I know there's listeners that disagree with us for whatever reasons they have. I'll respect that, I guess. I mean, it's, you can do what you want. If you're not going to wear a mask, okay. I mean, we wear it not only to protect ourselves, but more to protect other people. Like, the way I look, even if you think the, that it's, like, it's, it's all, like, it's all hoax, corona's a hoax, this and that, like, why would you not just throw on the mask just to avoid, like, the confrontations, mm-hmm. the people staring at you, the feeling like a jerk? Like, just throw it on. I get it. Right. Yeah, and that, that's part of it, too, is that I feel like it's getting to the point now where people, they like, if all of a sudden they came out and they said, you know, well, they are. A lot of states are requiring masks now. People have, like, dug their heels in so much that they don't believe in the mask. They think it's a hoax or, you know, whatever they're saying, that they're just not. It, it, it's past the point of no return. There's people who just will not wear a mask. And it's like, I think they want to, like, make a point, you know? Yep. I've been saying all along that masks aren't necessary. I've been saying all along I'm not wearing a mask or whatever to the point where they want to, like, prove everyone wrong. And it's like like kind of like what you said, Jared. If all of a sudden they did come out and say, you know what, maybe this whole time masks aren't going to protect you against the coronavirus, then it's not like all of a sudden you're, like, the smartest man alive or something like that. It's like, you know, I've been told all along that this could help prevent the spread of the virus, so people are trying to do their part. If it comes out that, you know, maybe it isn't, wasn't as, like, uh, effective as people said, the mask, okay, cool. Well, I wore a mask for a while. It wasn't that big of an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. Well, let me let me throw this out to you guys. Let's lighten it up maybe, maybe a little bit, or maybe it's, maybe it's ridiculous. You know, we're always getting into discussions on Michigan State and Michigan, right? I wonder per capita what the COVID rate is in East Lansing compared to Ann Arbor. Could have a little contest there. We talked about the whole the Harpers, you know, the bar in East Lansing, but I haven't seen, have you guys seen, like, any huge spikes or numbers in Ann Arbor? I feel like I haven't seen anything, like, big news. I haven't either. I mean, that doesn't mean there hasn't been, but I just thought of that, you know, the Michigan-Michigan State connection. Uh, probably not a good thought. I don't know. 
No, no, no. Uh, it was more of uh, I'm just curious, you know, who has the most cases. That's all. I guess I'll have to look it up. Uh, this like is this like at a dueling piano bar where they say like throw money in one jar for Michigan, one for Michigan State, and we'll play that fight song. But you're saying COVID nineteen cases? Yeah, we'll, we'll give them cookies. See who wins. <laughs> Matt, you just blew my mind with that very specific scenario. Very up class. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't go to those type of joints. I'm a little bit more of a quarter pub type guy. Along those lines, I saw something uh, up in Ludington, like downtown by one of the like areas where people walk or something. Uh, I saw some. I hadn't seen one of these before. I don't know if you guys have seen them. It was uh, basically like a case, like. Um, a trash bin case but for cigarette butts and it said it was split down the middle and it said put your cigarette butts here if you're a michigan fan put your cigarette butts here if you're a michigan state fan <laughs> trying to like you know trying to promote people to clean up their cigarette butts but they also feed into the rivalry let's see if more michigan fans can fill up this side or whatever it was actually like kind of disgusting it's pretty clever also, though like, hey this is a good way to get people to not just throw their cigarette butts on the ground right yeah, it's not bad. Now, I know neither one of you guys probably saw this. Uh, move it to a different topic. Social media and uh, social media scandals. And just here in our town of Owasso, the head of Owasso School Board was forced to resign for sharing uh, a Facebook post. And it had to do with the Black, Ma- Black Lives Matters thing. And, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to try to get into the specifics, but he was forced to resign because he shared a post on Facebook. And, you know, we've talked about this before. All three of us are in the media. you got to be careful with what you put out there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, especially if it's at all, you know, off-color or controversial. And just another message for everybody out there. You know, you think before you hit that button, right? Seriously. That's the most colossal thing in the world. be hypersensitive about, you know, certain topics and you know that is one topic that is a big one right now so you know it's one of those things like you're almost better off not doing it you know i, I keep seeing there's been times on facebook people are talking about masks or whatever yeah i see someone just post something ridiculous and i i think you know i want to comment and i just it's not worth it it's not worth it to get into a stupid facebook debate just stay away yeah. from it and how about a little bit hypocritical of you, Ted? I mean, you post more political arguments and shit than anyone, and you always are on my back about you like putting a, a swear word in a tweet or something. Oh, wait a minute now. What, what? What? I really make a conscious effort to stay away from much political stuff. What are you talking about? Uh, did you forget the body bag scenario? How long ago was that? People don't forget. Because <laughs> <laughs> not every day you get to see a guy you put in a body bag. On. That was a long time ago, and it was it was pretty minor compared to what's been going on. But realistically, realistically, guys, I, I say that you should be careful with what you what you do out there on social media. But it, has it gone kind of a little bit crazy out there that people aren't able to really give their views, even if it's slightly? I don't know. I don't know what the way is to describe it. But is it isn't it a little bit getting to, to the point where you just can't even make any comments that are at all? Politically incorrect. I mean, there. You know, we talked about it with the the you know Washington Redskins changing their, their mm-hmm. mascot. You know, you you pose the question of like, you know, how far can you go with mascots or you know that that kind of issue. And yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things like it. You can voice your opinion. Obviously, that's a constitutional right, and you know you have freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff. But like, I think there's a, a good way to go about it. I don't know what this person shared. 
if it was like super controversial or had a racist tone to it. You know, I'm not sure like what was shared, but I think it was it was along the lines of you know, Black Lives Matter, and you know, well, what about White Lives? Something like that. You know, I'm just saying that out of context. Right. You're supposed to be leading a school district or something like that. You're supposed to be representing a whole public school system oh yeah maybe that's not the right thing to share this is you know jared talks about the body bag thing and he's right but that was a long time ago and it was i think it was a pretty minor political thing whatever it was but i have made a real conscious effort to avoid that and one of the things that in business that i've learned there's been times when i've been pissed off and want to fire off a nasty email but then i've i decided i'll type it up and i'll just set it there in my outbox but not send it and i'll sleep on it before I do anything with it. And that really has worked pretty well. I can't tell you how many emails I didn't send after having a chance to cool down. Dear God, that's <laughs> depressing. <laughs> it's a fact, Jared. It's a fact. <laughs> you deal with too bad, these, these email chains. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm a seasoned uh, business person. And let me tell you, the different personalities that you have to deal with, Matt, I think you know what I'm talking about. You probably have been in the middle of that somewhere along the line no there i mean there definitely is when you're no i mean just thinking of my experience you're talking about yours think you know in a live tv environment people get pretty fired up and things are said and there's a lot of times that you know you just keep your mouth shut and you know let cooler heads prevail because if you start firing off nasty comments and then you're like in a situation like this school board person yeah you might lose your job i mean so, i mean i think there's things i like kind of like your original question no, I, I think you should be able to voice your opinion when it comes to certain political or current issues, you know, social injustice or whatever topics are going on. But you just have to, like, think about how you're wording things. You for, know, like, for sure. You can voice an opinion and do it in a professional or, a, I mean, maybe a politically correct or, you know, a, a nice way. But, you know, some people do it. They voice their opinion, but it's in a tone that is like condescending or in a racist tone and it's like well that's not the a constructive way to do it so yeah and it's hard to read tone in an email or a social media post too you know if you're talking sure. to somebody it's a different different story for sure all right well we'll leave that there uh before we wrap up the show i have been able to watch a few shows not uh, game of thrones jared but uh to baseball I, this was on espn it was fascinating it was a look at Japanese high school baseball and how serious they take it. They they celebrated their hundredth year of their high school state championships. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the Japanese, the, their approach to baseball, uh, the the fanatics that go to these games. These tournament games are basically like the College World Series with the stands holding thirty thousand people watching these high school kids play baseball. If you get a chance to watch it, it's called Koshian. Japan Field of Dreams. It's all closed captioning uh, with Japanese, but it's it was it was really really good, and I'm sure you'll be right on that, Jared, won't you? I'm actually pretty intrigued in that. Not gonna lie, you guys know I love Little League. Here's what my question though: I don't understand how are they not better? Like how are they not just flooding the MLB if that's how like serious they take the baseball baseball over there? Yeah, there's been some, but you know they have a pretty solid professional major league in Japan so- too. So are they better than, are they basically like as good as the MLB or? Well, I would say these high school kids, if if you watch this film and watch them play and how they drill and how these coaches just, I mean, it's it's astounding the, the kind of conditioning they go through and the kind of, the coaches kind of belittle the players that make an air, man. They're out of there. They don't mess around with them. Very structured. No, 
I know. I, I remember uh, Ichiro and seeing, and I remember it was a documentary with Ichiro, and I'm pretty sure it was Hideki Matsui. Yep. And like one or one or two other guys talking about like what you're talking about, Jared. And, you know, why are they as good? Obviously, those were some of the best players in the league. Um, I mean, Ichiro, one of the best hitters ever. Ever, yeah, Hall of Famer. They talk about that, Ted. Like what you said, the Japanese Professional Baseball League is every bit as good as Major League Baseball. And that culture, I mean, yes, some of them do strive to come over to America and play in the MLB. But some of them, it's almost like that. that's where their goal is to get to Professional Japanese Baseball League. So, like... It's not that they're not any they're not as good. They don't necessarily have a desire. Whereas like, you know, the NBA, if you play basketball, obviously you want to try and get to the NBA. Or if you do play football or something, you know, you want to come to the NFL. Or like the other way around, if you play soccer in America, you're not necessarily like striving to go to the MLS. You want to try and get to the you know, some of the leagues overseas. So yep. I think that's part of it. I remember that in, in something it was like a, it was something on ESPN I watched with those guys, Ichiro and those guys. He said some of them just simply don't have a desire to come over here. Right, right. Well, I give this one, Japan Field of Dreams, seriously, high, high praise. I mean, it was it was two hours, but it was very, very well done. Uh, before we wrap up, a couple other quick things. I know you saw it, Jared. You thought it was really good. Uh, I don't know if, Matt, you saw it or not, but I finally got, got around to watching Ford versus Ferrari. Excellent, excellent movie. Yeah, so I, I do need to get to that. Still finishing up Shameless. I did. Uh, one of my buddies told me about a show on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen Home Game. No. Yeah, it's a. He said it was really good. An, an eight-part miniseries. It's it's eight episodes. Each episode is different, but it's eight different sports around the world, and it's like very different, unique sports. So they go to like wherever it is and really dive into that sport. So and he said it was fantastic. So. It sounds like something that could be really interesting. Only eight episodes. Could learn learn about some new sports around the world. Yeah, gotta like that. The, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. It makes you want to just go out and drive like a muscle car, which is sad because all I have is like a, as a Cobalt, <laughs> and I'm, I don't think any of us have like some sweet like Mustang or anything, which is kind of depressing. But that is a great movie, great flick. Um, the one movie I did watch recently that I had never seen before and I'm kind of angry that I even watched it. It's on Netflix. It's basically the first movie you scroll across and that's Million Dollar Baby. I had never seen it. Oh, that's and, a sad one. But I, I knew how it ended Yeah. and I got about halfway through it and I, and I was like, you know, I really don't want to finish this. This is really going to bum me out. And then the very next night I ended up watching it and I, I've been in a funk like all week just because of that. I, it's just, it's just just depressing. Really, no other way to put it. Just that, depressing. That was a depressing movie, but well done for sure. That was Clint Eastwood was in that, wasn't he? Yes. He yep. was the trainer. He's the trainer. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Trainer. Morgan Freeman as well. Yeah, that was that was an excellent movie, but you're right. It was a depressing one. One final thing, guys, and we'll wrap this up on Netflix. If you're looking for, like, a murder mystery and you want to get into, like Matt was talking about, an eight-parter, uh, I watched one with my wife. We, we binged it over a couple nights. It's called Broad Church about a murder mystery that takes place in England. Pretty well done. They, they, you know, you were guessing there was four or five uh, suspects you thought could have made, could have been the murderer, and then, you know, they always get you with a surprise at the end. Very well done. That was season one. There's two more seasons, but we'll probably check out the next two seasons. It's called Broadchurch. All right, fellas, anything else we want to get into here before we call it a wrap? No, I think that's just about a wrap. I mean... Hopefully we can see you next week, maybe. Of course, we may have to record on... Sunday evening after our Black Lake trip, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to record probably on the weekend this week. But here's the thing, 
it's just with, with no sports going on it's have, we, have you guys all kind of gotten used to it where like if they never came back you would almost i'm just this is my one thing and then i, I know we're running a little bit long this is my one thing yeah i am sick and it just the mhsca just did it today where they said they were gonna supposed to come out with an announcement on the fall sports and what they end up said they, they said there was a delayment in why they can't announce it just cancel everything i'm sick of it cancel it everyone's left in limbo cultural ball either 100% say we're going full bore at this unless something crazy happens then we'll cancel or just cancel it I'm just sick of the in-between shit now we are recording on Thursday night July 16th they didn't tell us anything what's your gut feel are they going to cancel the fall season completely are they going to flip-flop what's your guess I think they're going to cancel it Uh uh-huh or I think they're just going to wait until we, they make it. Why wouldn't they just wait until they announce what they're going to do with schools? Right. Because if schools are open, there's no reason why you shouldn't be having football as well. No, that, that's kind of where I sit. I, I can see I, I can see a little bit what Jared's saying. The, the in-between is getting to be a little bit frustrating. I can understand why. Yep. Whether it's professional or college sports, high school sports, why they're in-between. They don't want to cancel. So they're trying to hold out as long as they can. But it is a little frustrating. But I think the the – I'm still on the side. I think college and definitely pro sports, they're going to figure it out. They're going to find a way to have those sports, even if it's shortened seasons and all that kind of stuff. High school, I mean, I go back to, I think about what Jason Beldegar, Corona's AD, told us, and something you don't really think about with high school sports. You know, no fans at the big house, no fans, you know, for a Michigan State football game. Not that big of a deal. Those schools make so much money, that's not a big deal. But TV. for high school sports, to try and pull off some of these games with no fans, I mean, that's how they make money is ticket sales. So that's where I feel like if, you know, some of the phases don't advance or, you know, if some of that stuff with this virus don't get better to where, like, they can't have fans at sports, that's what I feel like. I mean, then obviously school, if kids aren't in school. That's where I feel like high school sports may not happen. Yeah. Well, I think, and you, you heard me talk about it last week, I think they should wait. I just think they should wait, even if they had to start the season in October, wait it out, but. I, I don't know. We're getting a bad feeling about it. I don't. I tend to agree. It's not looking real good. So yeah, I did see just before we tie it off. I think you know some some leagues in college have started to push certain sports back, mm-hmm. um, like cross, cross country and swimming and stuff like that. I think it was the Horizon League pushed all fall sports back to October first at the earliest. So kind of like what you're saying, Ted. They're just saying, you know, let's wait the longest. We'll wait all of August, all of September. And if we have to just play October, you know, start football in October, we'll do that. So maybe, maybe we'll start seeing that. Well, that's my vote, and we'll see what happens. All right, fellas, Jared, get yourself a shower. Matt, do what you got to do, and uh, we'll meet up again here shortly down the road. That's our podcast, everybody. Make sure you let our partners know you listen in. They include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. For Jared Fattel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Fattel saying thank you again for supporting Three Point Podcast. Three Point Podcast is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio. The show is a Sportsnet Michigan production recorded at the WJSZ Mid-Michigan Studios. Spread the word to your friends and family and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of the other big podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at 3PointPod or by email to 3PointPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, bye for now.